0: Welcome to the Reiki Show, hosted by Bronwyn and Franz Diener of the International House of Reiki. Bronwyn and Franz teach Reiki around the globe and are the authors of the Reiki Sourcebook, the Japanese Art of Reiki, the Reiki Techniques Card Deck, and the soon-to-be-released A to Z of Reiki. The music you are listening to, Reiki Khan, is available at the International House of Reiki website, www.reiki.net.au Hi, my name's Bronwyn. Today I have with me Graeme King. Graham is from the UK and he's paid as a professional Reiki practitioner in a paediatric oncology ward and a teenage cancer unit and he works about 26 hours a week in these wards. He also has a private practice which focuses on treating, I guess, everybody, but also helps in supporting families who have come out of those paediatric wards and the teenage cancer unit. So, welcome, Graham.
1: Hello, Bonny. Thanks very much.
0: I think to start off with, what I'd really be interested in is if you could just tell me about kids and Reiki. What do they make of it?
1: Well, there's been some wonderful expressions from some of the children that uh, when I explain what I do, and they literally just look at me and say, "Hey, are you for real?" <laughs> you know, and, and expressions like that, because uh, unlike an adult, they just take things as they are rather than try and analyse. It's completely new, not only to them but to their families as well. When they when they come onto the walls, so what what do they think? Um, Children, for me, are one of the best carriers of uh, uh, the benefits of of healing um, because they are so innocent and when they've experienced whatever it is that they experience, they either go off into the uh, schoolroom, the playroom, talk to other children, other parents, and happily tell them all about the the wonderful or the weird or the different experiences that they may or may not have experienced during the treatment and it's wonderful and, and there's nothing better than people recommending you know to other patients and other parents uh, what it's done for their child or what it's done for themselves. It's wonderful. I work with um, paediatric oncology and a little bit of haematology. Uh, now, on the paediatrics, it's up to the age of 12, and on the teenagers, it's uh, from 13 up to 19. For me, it is one of the most rewarding jobs uh, that I've ever had to do, but it uses Reiki at, at every level, you know, whatever that may be for people, but it, it really does test you. We learn healing in many different ways, but from a very practical point, children don't necessarily always just lay there, sit there, and you know, close your eyes like you might on a private practice. They're on a couch and they close their eyes. You know, there can be many different scenarios, and that's the fascination about uh, working with children.
0: So how do you approach doing Reiki on a child? Do you explain it beforehand? Or what do you do?
1: Yeah, I mean, w- the, with the children, there are many, many faiths, many denominations. I work through interpreters. However, it's put to the children, the families. We have to get consent, uh, written consent. So it's not just a question of, of going in. So we are talking to the families with the children, uh, we work very closely, not only with the children, but in in a family scenario with parents, the carers, the siblings. They're all part of what I do and what we do at the hospital and also the staff. So it's a complete support mechanism for all the children and all the family and the staff surrounding that. Because sometimes, you know, from a, a staff point, uh, you know, there is attachment sometimes because of the, the, the length of stay that some of them have to have in the hospital. I talk to them in a way that we'll talk about maybe balancing an energy field or something very similar, but I'll bring some of the language that they feel comfortable with at the ages that they are, uh, and that is that uh, where with an adult we might talk about heat or tingling, I'll talk about they may feel heat and it's just like a hot water bottle, it'll make you comfortable and, and going on that plane, and they seem to accept that. But on saying that, a child with uh, an illness, in in cancer, they do grow up very quickly, and in their mind, they're older than their years.
0: If you're doing Reiki on a child, you would briefly explain it to them and to their family, and then... and then and
1: then we have a consent form, and I get them to to sign the consent form, allowing me to work with their child.
0: Uh huh. And then, do you get the child to sit or lie, or is there no, do you have a system? Uh...
1: And you know, I've had many different ways of giving a treatment. I've had chasing them around the ward. And they could be playing with toys, sitting on the floor. Sometimes it can be quite strange to them. So suddenly for somebody to come and touch and they're getting their own feelings, but so they're getting feelings from touch, they actually do shrug and want you to move away. So sometimes, you know, it varies. I work, uh, depending on the age, I work off the body and then coming towards the body now uh, until they're comfortable with what it is that they're feeling and then they, uh, you know, just readily accept and allow me to touch. I do mean that when I sort of say chasing around the ward that just, they could be playing, uh, they could be uh, sitting with their parents and not really interested in, in what I'm doing, but as time goes on, it isn't about, well, oh, I've got to be in and out of that bed or whatever within uh, 20 minutes. It's. I'll stay as long as what is needed. And sometimes, you know, it can take 10, 15, 20 minutes for them to calm down, for their eyes to begin to droop, and then eventually they they tend to either sit or lay wherever they are and um, accept the healing for what it is. And as an example, there was a program on the work that I do uh, with the Children, with the BBC uh, last year. They filmed one little boy that literally did that. His... Compliance to medicine, certain things he wouldn't take, and uh, he was aggressive. I actually worked like that. He was actually riding a bike at the time, a little uh, (laughs) little tricycle around the ward. We just talked, and I followed, and and as time went, um, he just calmed down, and and the healing took place. Now, in his words, this was a boy that uh, was just over two years old. From his mouth, and this isn't isn't, uh, an ego trip, he called me the magic man. And whatever it did for him, well, we know what it did for him, but what it did for him in his own mind, it helped him be calm, it helped him to accept conventional medicine, and as far as his uh, parents were concerned, uh, they said, well, we've got our little George back. You can't say much more than that. So healing works in many different ways, but... uh, uh, they don't have to be always lying in a bed or sitting in a chair. It could be you know, in many different positions. How they end up is another matter because the healing actually does calm them down. They tend to want to snuggle up. It could be with their mum. It could be uh, on the bed. Um, you know, it could be in the chair. It could be on the floor. It just depends on how it works.
0: Yeah. And if a parent had a sick child and wanted to take the child to a practitioner at a practice, so if someone came to your private practice... How long would they book in for? Would an hour be too long, do you think? No,
1: we'd expect other uh, professional bodies to do the same, and that is to give what is needed for that child at that time. Could be that. could be longer.
0: If it's yeah. the child's first treatment, my guess is that you would feel that they would need to get used to the concept of it, and that might take longer as well.
1: Yes, and they have to trust you mm. and, uh, uh, and and accept you say so with an adult, uh, you can explain what it is and they have a choice. You know, they either have it yes or it's a no. Um, but with a child, most of the time as well, and, and understandably it will be the parents or the loved ones that uh, want the child to, to benefit from healing, but the child has no concept of healing. So you have to explain in such a way you have to get their trust. Bearing in mind, I would say, from... One and a half years of age upwards, I've worked with their children for different reasons. It could be just to help them sleep because uh, of, of all the treatments that are going on and are going through their body. That isn't about sitting, talking and working to a clock. It's trying to settle them. They could be in a cot. It could be in, in many different situations and uh, you can't put a time to it.
0: And if a parent is listening to this, mm. now that parent may or may not have studied Reiki, What would you give as some good pointers for parents who have sick children?
1: What we tend to do both privately and in the hospital is we talk about relaxation techniques, whether it be the breathing uh, and trying to help not only their child but themselves uh, in in breathing and and a few uh, simple relaxation techniques. But, you see, can can I just sort of go through, let's say from a diagnosis, yeah. That's diagnosis, then parents are, are distressed and the child, well, okay, so I've got something wrong with me, but not sure what it is. They might have had some pains or something, but at this stage, they're not right. They haven't actually started their, their cancer journey, but the parents uh, are in distress. So for me, and, uh, and, and what I believe in, that as we're working with the parents and trying to make them stronger and Uh, what they give out is is what the child is going to pick up. So if if I can support uh, uh, either privately or or we can support them at the hospital in a very professional way through healing to support their child in a a more positive way, then whatever they're going to give out, that child will pick up. So we, we work heavily with the parents. Then going into the journey itself for the child, that's when they suddenly realize what they're going through and they start having injections, uh, chemotherapy, cannulations, all that sort of thing. It's a big thing for them. They then need support. And that support is helping to take away some of that anxiety, some of that pain, some of that stress. So by this time, we're now working with the child and the parents, it's, it's very important. When that child is going through that journey of, of all the injections and the chemos and one thing or another they may have something for some of the sort of side effects they may have the nausea or diarrhea or uh, eating disorders and lack of appetite that sort of thing and then they will need cannulations and mg tube maybe if, it, if it's a feeding problem uh nasal uh, gastric tube and then we're called in to assist in the process along with the nurses because of the anxiety of, of children so young to suddenly have. Uh, this line sort of put through the nose and down into the chest, uh, but it isn't easy. You know, sometimes you see maybe a nurse that's new to the ward and she's having to hold down, you know, a screaming child and uh, scenarios like that. It, it isn't always pleasant to see. So, healing comes and works very closely with situations like that within the hospital. Once we've sort of got through that and side effects, and hopefully you know, that they can go home for a while and uh, and have a bit of leisure time. It's during that time that we, we do sort of say, well, if you can continue to keep the C D, even if it's just once a week, then finally maybe just once a month, but continue of what's helped you in the hospital uh, to continue to help you outside of the hospital as well. What we do as well with, we do see sadly sort of amputations, uh, amputations and, and the trauma that's affected with that. Phantom pains, etc. We we used in that way as well to support and help with those phantom pains. And from a learning curve for anyone that may be listening to do with healing, that you know, I never stopped learning, and they would never stop learning too. If if a doctor actually saw me offering my hands on a healing to an etheric leg, a leg that is not there, and seeing the reaction of the child, of uh, the release of the pain that they were feeling, it's incredible. And it never ceases to amaze me uh, what energy can do and help with the children in their in their cancer journey. So, you know, there are many different facets for healing, sort of just laying on a couch and, and going for it, although that's perfectly okay, but in the scenario that we're talking about with the children, how can they help or uh, parents help their child? And I think uh, with a little bit, I've just told you of the journey without it going too deeply in it, and I think is for the parents to be open to something that they may not necessarily understand, but uh, you know if it's going to help their child and they have to decide that, then um, you know uh, offer and give as much as they can to their child.
0: Hmm. So you would suggest that any parent also obviously place their hands on their child
1: very much. I think there's nothing finer than uh, a mom or dad's uh, natural love uh, mm. as, as a healing mechanism towards their child. I think that's fantastic. I never underestimate a mother's intuition you know, with their child. I would fully recommend that. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, the emotions with the parents, uh, with the journeys they've been on, because it's not uh, as if it's just a, a one month and away, you know, it, it, it ends up as many, many months within the hospital it's, it's a long journey for them. So, yes, I think uh, a child benefits very much from uh, a, a parent's love and touch.
0: Are there any other experiences that you've had with children that you'd like to relate, you know, with your performing Reiki on them?
1: In experiences, whether it be uh, from amputations, whether it be uh, in the unfortunate and the death and the dying, children that may have given no inclination of what they see or, or what they feel during treatment, but uh, one very recently, during a treatment uh, at a very, very young age, tried to describe what she was seeing, and that was an angel. That was very loving, and it made her feel very, very comfortable with you know the, the journey that, that she was on at that particular time.
0: How did you actually get into all of this, Graham?
1: Many years ago, I was, uh, in the conventional world, a very stressed business person, just a friend out the blue. I, I, to be quite honest, I didn't even know what vakey was, and they suggested that I tried vakey. From there, I did, and what it did for me was unbelievable, and I thought, that if somebody can do that by laying on of hands, then I'd like to know more. And My life changed from then on. In a very subtle way, in a very gentle way, it wasn't just immediate. I think I'll pack everything in, and this is what I'm going to do. But uh, and I I worked with it and uh, kept learning, and yeah, and I am what I am now.
0: And how did you actually become involved with kids? Have you got kids?
1: Yes, yes, we do. With the children at the hospital. I mean, I think now it's about four and a half, nearly five years. But say four and a half years ago, that uh, when I got into the hospital uh, uh, with the NHS. Started as a, uh, a position came up uh, looking for a volunteer, and, and I, my life had changed such that I'd got a part-time job, so I needed still to pay the mortgage, etc. But yeah, I worked as a volunteer for a while, and then a position came up permanently to which I applied for, and I worked then with uh, adult haematology for a year and a half. And I say during, but following a, a talk that was given at a cancer conference. There was a, a consultant from the children's unit that was sitting in the audience of the talk and thought, hmm, this could be a benefit to our children. And that's at the time when we were at the Middlesex Hospital before it closed. She took it further. From there, I was seconded from the adults to go over on a six-month trial period with the children at the Middlesex, uh, see whether it uh, has any value there. So I was on trial for six months on two days a week. In that six months, I did over 300 treatments. The success of what it did for the wards that, that I worked on over there with the children uh, spoke for itself. And uh, they then said, well, this is what we want. Um, and so it took off from there. And, you know, it's not a, not for everyone to, to work with children, uh, I've got to say. But uh, for me, yeah, it's, it's a really big love. And I'm very privileged to, to work with the children.
0: And why do you think that you have that ability to work with children?
1: I think in the end sometimes it's patients, not patients, it's my patients or, or the therapist's patients because it isn't, it is being able to be a child sometimes, it's being able to be on the same wavelength but with that slight separation that you have something that they feel can help them and I will say the children are older than they years, and yes, I have to be very patient, but uh, if there's a procedure going on with a child or they're feeling sick or are sick and they have diarrhea they do all sorts of things, you just have to be patient and still work with that child through whatever is going on and um, and trust trust what is happening is is to their benefit as well. I know that's a corneal cliche, but uh, um, you know we we see the benefits by the wellness of the child, that if a child, for I can say, hasn't uh, got out of bed for the last four days for you know, reasons that I don't feel well enough, and then all of a sudden, if it's not immediate, it might be uh, either that evening, the child gets out and is running around the ward and doing things. Is it the healing, or would it have just happened? Well, I don't mind whatever people think, but I know what the healing has done for that child. One other example comes to mind. One child came in, over at the Middlesex as an outpatient uh, to give a, a urine sample, and um, the more that you sort of, as a parent say, or, or as a nurse, you'll say to the child, "No, come on, just we need X amount uh, into the bottle," and they might be in that sort of uh, as this child was on the day. No, not giving. No, you know, and, and <laughs> the blocks go up. Three days later, bearing in mind this was an outpatient, and they were began to do various procedures to, to get enough urine out of the child. As a last thought, and this is a, another part of the children's unit, they said, well, give Graham a try and see uh, what he can do. And because of the, the way, uh, as I'm sure you're aware, that Reiki uh, can work on a, a calming effect uh, uh, with the body and helping it to relax, it actually took me about an hour and a half. First of all, because otherwise I was going to be the same sort of person as everyone else, saying. You know, what we want from you is, there's the wee bottle, let's go for it. You know, he would just dig his heels in even more. So I just worked with him, played with him, let him know my name. You know, and we just talked, whatever we were talking about at the time, with my hands off the body then gently. I had explained to him what I was going to do anyway. And then I'm working now on the body. Eventually, maybe it was, it was sort of an hour, hour and a quarter later, his eyes closed, he was asleep. And when he woke up eventually, I mean, I'd left by that time, but I had gone back to see what had happened. He'd given me enough urine to uh, satisfy the hospital. They'd got all that they wanted. They'd gone home. The parents thought it was a miracle. Well, it's not a miracle. It's, a, it's about what the healing for that young man did, and he was about six, I think, uh, if my memory is correct. It helped him to relax, it helped his body internally think that's it, you know, it's just fine. Off, you know, and let, let it all come out and, and so he did without anybody having to say no come on you must do it and the more they did that it didn't work healing worked on that occasion for something completely different than uh, uh, what people may think yeah so you know it's patience it's being able to connect with the children to be not on necessarily on their level but to be that little extra that uh, sometimes anxiety with the parents because they want the best for their child we can be detached we can be from the outside looking in and uh, although it is hard sometimes not to be attached to children but uh, we have to stay detached in in a certain degree to have things like that happen which Mm. uh, was was, uh, a fantastic uh, thing to happen
0: yeah tell me a little bit about the program that you're involved with that's actually getting practitioners into the hospitals as paid so, practitioners
1: <laughs> yeah just picking up on, on the part that you say about uh, uh, paid so then yep. deciding the paid we, we found by being paid we're very much integrated I think in life you know it, it shouldn't always be that uh, money comes into it to make it work but on, on this occasion to be paid as against a volunteer for me there are It it was a slightly different feeling because once you're you're being paid, you become very much integrated within the system. You know, for for me, I attend uh, multidisciplinary team meetings, so I work alongside consultants, doctors, and other uh, psychosocial sort of uh, therapists and bodies, and we work together and we meet and we do two different meetings, one for the children, one for the teenagers, twice a week, and we talk about patients, and they say, oh, can you help on this? And and they actually value what we are doing with healing Uh, as against if you're a volunteer you don't you don't get involved in those sorts of things but being paid does help you to be integrated and working alongside conventional medicine in in a very big way the program came about we had a phone call from uh, bbc uh, about wanting to do a documentary and it is quite a difficult thing sometimes to organize because you need parents consent and you need patients consent uh, both adults and and children and I don't believe and we don't believe that you should glamorise, you know people's pain or whatever it is they're going through with uh, with cancer and uh, and it isn't always uh, easy to get people but we agreed as long as they talk to the patients talk to the doctors in and film and show what what they feel about healing as against making it controversial which is I suppose what sells newspapers what sells programs we want them to show What people really do feel about uh, healing, and that's exactly what they did. It was very, very good. We had tremendous response on the BBC program in people sort of commenting, I mean, literally hundreds. And it was uh, a fantastic promotion for healers around the country, around the world really, in, in other countries as well, to Say, so, well, look, this is what's happening. This is positive. This is what the doctors are saying. This is what the nurses are saying. This is what the patients are saying. This is how it's helped them. They have to put that on a program and uh, give people hope. I, feel, I think is wonderful. So, where, where's it going from there? You know, we, we don't know, but we do know that it's helped many people and, and given them encouragement uh, and support. Not only the patients, but other therapists to go forward. And now we actually uh, run healing and hospital workshops. To show people from our experience and what actually happens in the hospital, because people have good intentions of, or I would like to do this, but it isn't always what they expect. And there are other sides to working in a hospital. Can you, for example, take sake, uh, continue to work in quite a, a hot uh, environment? Seeing. Um, quite sick either children or adults, but in this case we're talking about children, you know, all day long and every day and can you switch off, can you go home. It isn't for a lot of people but if we explain and show what actually happens in a hospital and that's what we do, uh, they have a better idea and and that's good for them because we've had people from uh, the courses then go away and say uh, to us at a later date, it was fantastic but I realised that area is not for me. But it might be that I've turned now towards, say, a hospice or a different cancer center. I want to work in this environment or that, i still within a cancer network, but in, in a, a different field. It's good because it helps to direct people into uh, areas that they want to go. And that's why we formed the charity, the Sandbox and Sunflower Healing Trust, to fund for other healers to work in cancer centers uh, around the country. And hopefully... Uh, If I may say, in other countries.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Graham.
1: No, my pleasure.